Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Alchemy of Bits podcast. I am your host, Carlos. I am here with my co-host and founder, Matt. Matt, how's it going today? It is going good. I'm energized and got my Starbucks, so I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I also have some coffee, homemade, not from Starbucks. What's your What's your go-to Starbucks order? Uh, cold brew, no ice. I find when you use the ice, they give you substantially less coffee. So I just it's usually it's usually how it works, right? Big loads of water, which is cheap in in cube form, taking up a lot more space, save on the actual product. Sure. That's yeah. what, that's how they get you. Yeah. Well, yeah. today we're we're gonna talk about digital products. What a digital product is everything and anything about a digital product which as a podcast called the alchemy of bits i think it's definitely worth talking about so first first let's define what a digital product is i i personally i actually had some difficulty defining this uh like broadly speaking you know um I'll tell you what I came up with, and then I'm curious to hear your definition. And then I think maybe we can kind of um, have a, a a definition for for the purposes of our discussion today. So, so what I came up with as a digital product is software distributed and consumed via hardware. I was trying to encompass some OG examples like Microsoft ninety seven which was delivered via CD-ROM to households in the 90s, early 2000s. Um, that is certainly a digital product in my mind. What about you, Matt? When you th- hear digital product, what's your definition? What comes um, to mind? Yeah, mine's a, mo- a lot simpler, I guess. So anything consumed that is on a screen. Is oh, that is that is much more simpler. I thought mine was really simple, much simpler. I thought mine was simple, but yeah, that is definitely a great way to, to put it. Yeah, virtually anything on a screen, in my opinion, is a digital product. Actually, it'd be interesting to do like a thought tank, think tank, thought tank on thought what exercise. is on a screen that is not a digital product. I bet we couldn't find too much. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it'd be hard. To th- That'd be a good thought experiment. Um, please, anyone listening, comment below or send us an email wherever you can get, however you can get in touch with us. Tell us what you think is on a screen that's not a digital product. But anyway, I think that's really good. I'm a. I think we should we should definitely keep that in mind. But I have down as a definition for today and for our purposes is a digital product is when someone alchemizes bits to create a quote tangible product that's available on the internet and that product has a lot of value for everybody or a certain group of people yeah and, uh, well i i will have to i just want to call out matt you do have some Work going on in your house, so anybody listening can hear that little wailing that just occurred. That is some household improvements on Matt's end. Life goes on, you know. Yes. Yep. Sorry about that. My basement's a dungeon, and we are 
turning it into not a dungeon. So that is. But anyway, back to you. Yeah, just wanted to call that out as something that you can hear, but um, to recognize that. Um, back to you know the per- the the definition for today's purposes: alchemizing bits to create a tangible product that's available on the internet. Because I think that's mainly what we're going to be taught, what we're talking about here. Um, Matt, can you can you explain what a bit is? I think yeah. we keep talking about it, but I think it's definitely worth yeah explaining. Yeah, it right here. so. I'll explain what a bit is, but also I think we should go back afterwards and just explain what we mean by alchemizing a bit. But uh, a bit is the smallest unit of data a computer can store and process. So, I mean, literally anything you see on a screen is built uh, by either a single bit or many, many bits. So a pixel, a screen pixel might be a single bit turned on. Right. And then you have numbers, sentences, date, any kind of data that is stored and processed on a computer is made of many, many bits. So literally everything you see on a screen, as far as the eye can see, is just bits. A lot of them. Yeah, How was for that? sure. No, that's perfect. I think. Um, you know the ones and zeros that you zeros. that go into programming those are actually the bits right or no Ye- yes but you know today's programmers and engineers are not coding in ones and zeros that would be horrible so you know we, we right. code in like proper languages and then it's compiled down to that which we call sure. machine code but yeah okay those are the not bits. to get not to get too tech not to go too deep into the weeds on the technical end but i think people will see ones and zeros and you can you you, you know sometimes you'll see those it, when you're thinking about code and that is the actual bits that create everything you see on a screen on a computer on your phone anywhere you consume um digital stuff so okay yeah you wanted to go back and recognize what alchem what we mean when we say alchemize i think that's a great call um, for anybody who doesn't know, alchemy is the uh, creation of something out of nothing, I think. What is the actual definition of alchemy here? Um, let me do that real quick. So when I, I'm sure there's multiple definitions. I don't know. When I think of alchemy, I think of like the magical process of turning anything into gold. Uh-huh. Yeah. So dictionary. Oh, I'm sorry. Oxford dictionary.com. Medieval forerunner. Alchemy is the medieval forerunner of chemistry. Interesting. So, so it is it is taking you know things and, and and creating something new from 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 other things, right? I think turning I think one of the the the, the more famous and what we think of when we think of alchemy, yeah, uh, the one of the more famous examples is like turning you know rocks into gold, right? Which is you know, you're taking a form and you're you're changing its structure to to create something else, um, and that's what we think of with digital products as well, right? You're taking what is nothing at the moment. You're you're taking the ones and zeros, or you're taking program programming language, you're taking whatever resources are available online and creating something new. 
Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. Um, but I, I think we should also just not get too caught up in programming languages to not scare anyone away. So what are some other examples um, of bits on the internet that people can alchemize and make money on? Yeah. Examples of other, well, really examples of digital products, right? That's what we're talking about oh. here. Uh, there are so many examples. I mean, as you said, like anything on the screen is a digital product. And I think anything consumed by, um, you know, a group of people, right. That has value to them. That's kind of what we want to talk about. So examples are, you know, eBooks, case studies, right. Checklists. Those are very business oriented examples. Anything sold on Etsy. Well, not anything, excuse me. Any of the digital products sold on Etsy, like images or I guess um, stock photos, which are not sold on Etsy, but those are digital products, right? YouTube videos. YouTube videos are digital products, I would say, you know, um, because although most YouTube videos are recorded in the real world, when you upload them, when you create a video, when you edit it together, right? At the end, that that ultimate end um, end product is a digital product. Um, software, software, of course, is a digital product. SaaS businesses are offering a digital product. You're just not thinking of it in that way because there's not necessarily a tangible like, oh, here's a video, oh, here's an ebook that I downloaded as a file onto my computer. Um. Yeah, those are those are some examples that I think of when I think of digital products. Matt, do you have any other examples of that that come to mind for you? Yeah, people watch movies on Netflix. Um, oh yeah, Hulu. Yeah, streaming. Streaming all digital all products. Yep. Yeah, that's certainly in line with YouTube. I would say, right? Yeah, you're, for sure. You know, those wow. all have value to a specific part to to people. Um, I think also worth to call out, we said the word SaaS, and sometimes people don't know all the like inside terminology. So SaaS stands for software as a service. So it's like things that used to be services that maybe a human or many humans would do to provide some benefit to an end consumer, and then it's automated with software. So it's software as a service. It's the process of automating repetitive tasks into a software sure. company. Software companies are all, I mean, almost all SaaS companies. SaaS being software as a service, as you said, it's normally stylized as capital S, lowercase a, lowercase a, capital S. Um, so you'll see that often when you're reading about software companies and, and uh, you know, those types of digital products. Um. Cool. Yeah. So, okay. I think we're, we're pretty aligned. We're pretty good on what we're talking about here with a digital products or what, when we talk about a digital product, I want to talk about where we can find them, right? Where you, where you, where you find them very specifically, like obviously the internet, anywhere that you access digital stuff, which is the internet via, you know, the hardware component of a computer or a phone, you know, anything that is, that has a computer in it. But you know, we've, I mentioned Etsy, I mentioned YouTube. There are also, there's also other places where you can access digital products like, like Shopify, right? 
um, you know, most companies right have their own websites to offer their software. Um, so those are places where you can find digital products. But you know, Shopify, Etsy, YouTube, Patreon, Patreon's another place to find digital products. Um, and I think the one I want to talk about most is our course creation platforms or anywhere you can find courses online, Coursera, et cetera, et cetera. Matt, do you have any other places, any others that I'm missing? Any other examples of where you can find, you know, very specific, like, you know, digital products? Yeah, Udemy. Udemy was a big one, played a big role in my life. I love Udemy. Cool platform. What do you think about Udemy, Carlos? Have you used it? I have, not recently, but I have used it. It's, you know, one of those course creation platforms where you can find a course or you, you can access a course, gain knowledge, right? I think when we talk about a digital product having value for a certain group of people, the course, course like, People go to YouTube to learn things, to get entertained. People go to uh, Shopify to buy things that they want, both you know, physical stuff that gets delivered to them and digital stuff that you know they uh, Shopify does offer that. Um, Udemy and and Coursera, as I mentioned, like they're offering knowledge. They're offering you. There's a lot of value that you can get from learning about something, gaining skills right like that's 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 exciting right so that's that's kind of yeah why i have gone to udp in the past is to gain knowledge on on marketing i think i took a marketing course way early on in my career um so yeah um you know i i think that's kind of like the importance of digital products right I'm, that's what i'm trying to get to is like there is value there for a specific group of people uh it's accessible it's online. Um, once you put it out there, you know, it's not like, I mean, in theory, there's an infinite amount of them, um, uh, of them, them being the digital product. It's not like it's going to run out in the warehouse, you know, with a hat. Right. Right. That's when, the beauty, right. Of digital products. They're infinitely multipliable. You create it once and it's, you can give it away forever or sell it forever. It's magic. And if you, as someone who creates the digital product and puts a price on it, it is going to be there. And, and, and you know, next day you can get earn money from it. Five years from now, you can earn money from that same digital product. Um, so that's, I think that's super exciting, right? I think when we talk about alchemizing bits, and the example of turning rock into gold, you know, this is kind of what we're what we're thinking of. And the analogy in the real world is like turning bits into gold, turning your knowledge, what you have, your experience, whatever you have to offer that you've gained through the years of learning, of experiencing, and turning it into some kind of digital product, whether that's a course, whether that's an ebook whether that's just a book, right? That you publish both online and in the real world. And you put that out there, you're going to, you know, 
this is a really simplified way of saying this, but make a digital product and you earn money. There's a lot of steps in between, but as long as you're doing those steps, you're executing right, like you can create, you can, you can make some money, and 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 and, and that's exciting. Um, yeah, Matt, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you're opening up Pandora's box because I can go on forever about like the importance of digital products and why I think they're so fascinating. Um, I know that's a topic we want to touch on. You want to kick it off because I kind of want to dive in here. Yeah. So the importance of digital products, right? So let's definitely touch on that. I'll kick it off. Like, as you just said, I'll, I'll tell you what, what excites me about digital products. Um, is that I just alluded to this, but what excites me about digital products is that it's it most of the time it's taking your passions, um, and, and taking, and, and turning them into some tangible form uh, some tangible digital form to be shared with the world. So you're excited to create these these products, these digital products. You're motivated to create them. You enjoy doing it, which which not which doesn't happen often. Not often um, in twenty. Not often. In fact, in 2023, I would say almost never do most people work on something that they actually enjoy working on. But with any but with an internet connection, anybody can can create a digital product and create something out of their passions. And I think it's it's in the purest form, it's creating something from nothing that you're excited about creating. And to, and to me, that's the importance of digital products. The that it's the option to do this is out there to actually pursue something that you you want to do, um, that you want to talk about, you want to think about, you want to create, you want to share. Um, make that available, and um, it's going to be valuable to a certain group of people. Whatever it is that you have to offer, so put a price on it, and those people who understand the value from it will pay you. Um, so that's that's the importance of digital products in my mind. That's what makes it exciting. Um, you know, the value is beyond monetary, right? Um, as well, like when I say that. When you create a digital product, it's on your resume. <laughs> this is kind of like a job that you're taking on for yourself. You can reference that digital product in the future job interview. Um, you can, you might even be able to parlay it into a a more fulfilling career, assuming that you don't have one at the moment. Um, so, you know, turning passions into things, and 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 you know, starting to work for yourself, if you ever have that desire, you know, digital product is a good place to start. Um, what about you, Matt? Let me, let me turn back on you. What is, I know you're, yeah. you're psyched to talk about this. What's the importance of a digital product for you? Yeah. Uh, before I get into that though, you said uh desire, it, like if you have that desire and then earlier, you also said, you know, in 2023, you would bet most people are not working in a field they want to be working in, or they wish they were doing something else. And I think those th two things go hand in hand. Um, I would bet most people have that desire because they're not working in a field they want to be in. Like, I can't, I would assume 99% of, no offense, construction workers, you know, they're not out on the field lugging big ass bricks of cinder block and they're thinking, when they were in the fifth grade, they were like, man, this is what I want to do when I get older. You know, they might be super interested in like golf mechanics, 
And so they start a course on the mechanics of golf and maybe they're really good at it. Right. And they're making 60 K in their construction career, but they launch a digital product in golf mechanics that cost one ninety nine for this course. And they find 2000 other golf fanatics out of the millions of golf players. And now they just went from making 60 K a year to 400 K a year. So, and that kind of wraps up my uh, thought process on it is it's not only fulfilling, but it leads to control in your life financially, obviously in your career, because if you go from making 60 to 400 in a year, you're in control of your career. You don't have to go back doing things you don't want to do. Um, like we said, it's infinitely sellable. So there's no inventory you have to restock in this case. And there will always be new golfers finding your thing in that golfing example there will always be new ones there will always be more people to sell to the sky's the limit and the sky's the limit for basically anyone in any niche anywhere because there's just so many humans on earth who want to connect and are interested in the things you're interested in so yeah for me it's financial it's creative it's fun it's the love of doing what you want to do I just put up a big sign for I love creating digital products, but there you have it. And and for me, my form of that, my form of creation is software. I'm an engineer. I like writing code because I want to, uh, people to experience like the things I want to create into the world, you know? So yeah, I feel, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think, no, that's great. I think that segues into kind of the next question that I want to address here on this episode. I also want to call out real quick cuz you know, we were talking about you know this whole process and 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 the the fact that there's infinite amount of you know product available when you create a digital product. There is a lot of investment, not a lot, but there will be an investment, I think, to make your product worthwhile, right? A little bit. Um a little bit of overhead, just like any, you know, if you're thinking about it as like a business, if you're a business of one person, a company of one person, and you're creating this product, you might want to pay for, um, you know, access to a platform that can help sell your, your, your product, or you know, invest in a domain and a website builder to create, you know, a little bit more of a legitimacy and credibility for you know your 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 product that you're selling. You know, there's there's certain levels to this, right? Um, I think that's worth diving into in a whole separate episode, um, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, how to, what, what we think best practices are for creating a digital product business. Um, so I just wanted to call that out. Cause I think that's, that might be some questions brewing in some people's, some listeners minds. Um, but I want to stay on like, you know, our experiences with digital, digital products. You just said software, that's your, um, digital product that's that's what your passion that's where your passion's like creating software i was going to ask matt i was going to ask you what you know what digital products have you created and you don't have to talk anything specific can you just give me some examples you know what's your favorite one what's the best one and whatever and however you want to find best yeah so i like going into specifics personally i think it's always annoying when i listen to a podcast and someone's like like if the topic is finances and you're talking about like financial allocation and you, you know, if you're the host and you're talking about financial allocation and what people should do, 
But then someone asks you like, what's your financial allocation? And you're like, nah, I don't want to talk about that. It's like, then how are you talking about this? So I'm going to go into specifics. There are two products I've built in the past that I were my favorite to build. And one, they were fun. Two, they made me some money. So the first one was this thing. It was a stock streak tracking app. So it basically pulled the entire stock market, every single ticker symbol. So think of like Apple or Netflix or whatever. And over um, a series of days or trading days, Monday through Friday, it would track very simply, was the stock red the day before or green? Did it go up or did it go down? And then as a streak built, the idea was that um, the app would let you know like, Hey, Apple's been red four days in a row. The last time it was red four days in a row, it bounced back. And in the last 300 cases, it was red four days in a row. Here's the odds, the percentage that it bounced back green for the next couple of days, like 87% or whatever. My point is it was a cool little trading tool I used to make quite a bit of money actually. So that was fun. I only used it personally. I never launched it because I don't know. I never finished it. I never put like user authentication and all that. I didn't want to do all that. That was a fun one. And then probably one of like the most successful things I built, which makes just a little bit of money, honestly, was something I didn't expect to make money. My brother is a Twitch streamer and I built like this. He's a gambling Twitch streamer. So people watch him gamble. It's super interesting. And then like casinos pay him to do that so that they, he brings them, you know, new customers. I built like this scratch ticket, a random chance scratch ticket. Like if you think of like a scratch off in like real life, but I did it with bits online um, and his streamers loved it. And it started making money um, to the tune of a couple thousand dollars a month that we just split. And yeah, little tool took me 10 hours and it's been reproducing cash ever since it's kind of nice what about you what do you think of that by the way what do you think of those two things those two are awesome i love both of those i think the second one uh you know i I think it's interesting you said it's something that you did not necessarily expect to make money and you built it out of love and you know passion not necessarily passion, I think, but love for, you know, helping out your brother and, and, and finding this thing, you know, this, this niche interesting. And, um, there's a lot there about, you know, why that's performing well, why that's, why people are interested in that, the, the scratch off the, the gambling aspect to it, I think is right. Like the mystery box aspect to it is certainly intriguing and we can dive deep into that. Um, you know, make, that's what makes it desirable. Obviously, also there's an audience there, right, with your brother's Twitch stream. So it's 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 you know you can put in front of people and it's it's noticed. But I, I like the idea that you built a digital product, not expecting it to make money, and and lo and behold, here it is. You know, it found its audience. It's found the, like it's in front of the people who find value in it. I think that's important to also call out, right? Is like, you know, I, I wouldn't get so caught up in you know in the process of creating digital products if you're in that process not getting caught up in like oh is this gonna make money or not right i think it's just like whatever your passion is like just do it 
just just get a first version up, you know, right? You said you'd spent 10, 10 hours creating it, right? I think that's a good amount of time to create something um, that, you know, you have little to no expectations for. And it's going to find an audience. That I keep going back to this like idea that there is a group of people who will find value in what you're doing. And what you're building isn't, it's not going to be for everyone. But when you do things right, and you know, that's the same, there's a lot behind that phrase, do things right, that we will go into in a later episode, but it will get in front of people who will find value in it. So yeah, like that's exciting too, I think. Just like go do it, go build it. Um, you built it because you're a software engineer. You built software, right? Me, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. My, you know, one of the things, one of the digital products that I take the most pride in <clears throat> was this um, calculator. I, this is a professional thing. It was an online calculator. It was a. It was a. It's one of those. Honestly, this is a a B two B SaaS thing, but. I I'm proud in the fact that, um, you know, it was for a company. It was for a very specific group of people. It was a way to calculate how much you should price your product, right? Um, so I'll go ahead and just do. I'm, I don't want to necessarily call out the company, but I'll call out the fact that it was for people who created 3D printed objects. And they ran 3D printed businesses. So me, I was working for a business that was catering to them. And 3D printing businesses, fabrication shops, as they're often referred to, are not, they're, they're still nascent. It's still a growing, it's still an emerging kind of sector group, right? Like, especially independent ones, small to medium-sized ones, we're talking 10 to 20 employees, maybe even not even 10. And those people don't necessarily know how to price their product. Um, they don't have an advisor. They don't have someone saying, this is everything you should consider to, to make sure that you're profitable. That's what we did. We basically built a calculator to do that. And it was very popular with a certain group of people. There's a lot of things that I did, a lot of levers I pulled to make sure that that grew and got traction and and it got in front of the right people. But it led to a lot of successful things uh, down the road uh, for me and my group as a business catering to this group of 3D printing businesses. But didn't require a lot of code, right? We use an Excel spreadsheet to do all the calculations and we put it up there, not as an Excel spreadsheet. It was a little more refined by the time we put it on the website. But I mean, from a business standpoint, you know, that simple thing, that simple concept led to enterprise clients, led to a lot of growth um, for that SaaS company. It was a SaaS company, right? Like that's, you know, catering to 3D printing companies. Um, so yeah, online calculators, also digital products. And in the B2B SaaS world, demand gen, great stuff for you know that target audience 
that specific group of people who are looking for value from you. Like that's a great way to show value. Um, yeah. What do you think I about mean, that, Matt? That I think that's really cool. You're touching on like an important, or I, what I think is an important thing in like SEO nowadays. Like everyone's trying to capture an email. Everyone's writing blog posts and that's good. But the idea of building something for that group of people that's totally free, that provides value, and then they give you their email address. Like there are a million tools, not literally a million, but there are a bunch of ideas that pop into my head when I think of like what we're building and tools that we can build for the people who would want to use the platform we're building that would help them like find a business niche to get into or something like that. You know what I mean? So I think you had success doing that. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, that's a good approach. I like it. Yeah. Did you enjoy I, building it? Did you have oh, fun absolutely. doing it? No, I mean, that's, I did have fun doing it. I had, it was exciting. It was exciting because the, like we, you know, like any, any venture, any business, you're going to have some best guesses. You're going to have an hypothesis. You're going to have a bunch of hypotheses. What is the pearl of hypothesis? Hypotheses? Hypothesis? Hypotheses. Well, say hypotheses. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you have a bunch of them, right? And you're putting, you know, you're putting them on the betting table and you're going to say, this is the one I want to put forth. And like, so that's the one I put forth and I put my, you know, backing in. Like I, I was like, this is the one. I'm putting all my cards in here. Not all my cards. The analogy is breaking down a bit. Basically, I was like, I bet this is going to work. And it did. And it did because it's not like I was just pulling it out of the air. Did a lot of research, a lot of work, a lot of thinking and strategizing behind that to, to, to make that successful, right? So, um, or, 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 or uh, to set it up for success rather, not to make it successful, but yeah, um, that's why I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because because it, it validated a lot of things I was thinking about. And intuition. Yeah. Well, intuition. It. Intuition from experience. Intu- intu- yes, intuition from experience and hard work. Because like intuition kind of sounds like I just knew I was yeah, born yeah. with this, well, and that's not that's necessarily what, true. Yeah, that's why I added the from experience. Like you probably were pulling on many different examples or experiences rather from your career. And you're like, you know what? I think this is going to work. And everybody has that, right? Like everybody has experiences and, you know, you and I both referenced our examples. We're not, you know, not everybody can create a software or can create an online calculator, but you can create a blog, right? You can create an ebook, you know, you can create like something that just put on Etsy, um, Oh my gosh! There's so many ways to create a digital product. Um, can, that can I touch can on do. that for a second? Because I think also, and we should do a whole episode on this, maybe a five-part episode, because <laughs> I think it's important. Is like imposter syndrome in creators. You know, I can guarantee you, there's people out there listening to this who want to do what we're talking about, but they're like, Fuck, "Why me? Why? What? Who am I to do this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I it's once. Not even- Sorry, it's not even for creators. It's imposter syndrome, period. Because I think a lot of people who don't even realize that they are creators yet, who don't identify as one, can be one. And they can just start down that road and all of a sudden they're running downhill. Sorry to cut you off. What were you going to say? Yeah, so 
I once heard this before in the past. <laughs> I forgot where I heard it. It was probably on a really good podcast I was listening to. But if you can logically put something t- together in a package into a product and you're one step ahead of anyone else in that space, then that's a viable product that you can create and sell. So what I mean by that is like, I'm a software engineer, right? But lately, the last six months, I've been super interested in hardware, robotics and stuff like that. I think it's a goal of mine to one day transition towards robotics. I don't know, maybe when I'm like later on in life. But I know nothing about robotics right now. And if whoever out there is selling a robotics course who is even one step ahead of me. So they know nothing about robotics, but they've already started looking and found some things. I would buy that course because I don't need the robotics course from an Elon Musk type or like someone who's 10 million steps ahead of me in that. I need the course from the guy who's two steps ahead of me so I can catch up to him. And then, all right, who's two steps ahead of that? And then two steps ahead of that. Cause that, that's, I think in my opinion, that's how you learn most effectively. Like if If I'm trying to learn math and I go try to learn it from like Richard Feynman or physics or whatever, whatever his topic is, right? He's going to say words and I'm going to be like, I'm going to start drooling from my mouth. And we're like, you know what I mean? My eyes are going to glaze over. I need the person who's a couple steps ahead of me. It's like this idea of just in time learning combined with people who are just ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. Right making finding the course that's appropriate for you i don't necessarily think that the person you know it's the person that's two steps ahead of you sure they'll have the course you're looking for but the person that's five steps ahead of you that writes the course for that's you know that that calibrates their course to two steps ahead that's also worth that that's value for you and that gets back to some i think a theme that i'm kind of harking on which is you know it's going to be valuable to a certain group of people. So like that Feynman physicist can write a course, probably they probably can't, but like, you know, they can like there's, there's robotics 101, there's robotics 201 and robotics 301. And somebody who's a 501 can write all of those courses in theory. Right. And you're going to find the one that's most appropriate for you. Probably 101. Right. Um, and you know you're probably learning from someone who's at that 301 level so point is is that like yeah like you want like you're creating a course and it's going to have value for a specific group of people right um or you're you're going to find a course that has value for you the person who's like here and you want to get to here and you're learning from the person that's here and i on a podcast i know that's hard (laughs) it's like you know step one step two step three (laughs) so like a ladder Carlo, if for anyone ladder. who's just listening, Carlos was making hand gestures, signaling a ladder. Yes. Right. 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 Um, cool. I I think we could go on and on about examples and 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 digital products. I think we want to, we'll you know we'll organize those thoughts and save them for future episodes. Excuse me, future episodes. But um. I think I think we gotta address the last question in the room right now, or you know, the last question I think that that listeners may have, which is why are we talking about digital products? Right? We clearly both have a passion for them. We clearly are both we both think about them quite often, 
and 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 they're applicable. We, we, you know, they they're in our daily lives, in our in our careers. Um, but Matt, can you can you speak to like a why on this podcast we are talking about digital products? Yeah. Um. Well, aside from the fact that we're obviously both passionate, like you just said, yes, uh, we're building a platform. Pretty simply, um, there's a bunch of platforms out there, so we're not going to pretend we're the only ones. But I think there is room for a new platform which does it in a more interesting way. So the term we've been using behind the scenes is like in a magical way. I think there's a lot of missing pieces from the current platforms that with some time and finagling of code, we can build something really awesome for creators. Um, And also like I'm building we're building something we would want to use as well, right? Like personally, I don't want to string up 10 different systems in order to get my business running. So yeah, I we're building something pretty awesome, pretty magical. Um, yeah, Carlos, what do you think? What do you think about what I just said? Uh, I think it's spot on. I also think that magical is a word that we didn't use, we did not use earlier when we were talking about our definition of a digital product and the, you know, the whole alchemizing of bits aspect of it. Um, there is something magical about creating something out of nothing. Um, there is something magical about filling your screen with something that you gain so much value from that wasn't there before, you know, somebody created it. Right. And, and, and like they, they created it from sitting at home. Like it's, it is, it is magical. The whole, you know, so I, I think that's why, you know, this is the alchemy of bits podcast because it's, there's something special about creating something out of nothing. It is magical. And we want that to translate to this platform uh, that we are creating. And so, if you, the listener, are aligned, or if you if you feel that way, you know, stick around, subscribe, give us five stars, subscribe to this podcast, uh, and you know, come on this journey, join this journey with us as we get from where we are now to a point where we have this core, this platform uh, that we aim to feel magical. Um. I think it's going to inherently be magical because you're going to be able to create something from nothing. Can I say just two things on that before we wrap? Please. I know we're asking for reviews, so we're wrapping, but I want to say two things. I thought about this last night while writing code. Um, every every software you look at has a graphical user interface, commonly referred to as the GUI, the GUI. And I was like, maybe it was because I was on a bunch of caffeine from my pre-workout that I had, but... I was like, man, GUIs kind of suck. They're so static. I want to build an MUI, a magical user interface. So you heard it here first on this podcast. I'm coining that. If anyone ever uses that in the future, I'm going to sue their pants off. I copyright that. MUI. A MUI. MUI. Magical user interface. Cool. That's one. Two, we didn't do this whole podcast only because we're trying to sell you some platform. I 
am going to build my own digital products on top of that platform. We're going to eat our own dog food. And I think that's going to be awesome. And maybe we can podcast about like our own experiments once it's ready. So I have a bunch of ideas. Like I have like three to five ideas of things I want to build on top of the platform we're building. So yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're, dang we're certainly starting to dangle the carrot here with what's ahead. I also want to talk about, in addition to that, I would like to highlight um, creators that I find a lot of joy and a lot of value from. And I would hope other people will find joy and value from those people as well. You know, this could be a, a, a point of discovery for a lot of listeners in terms of like, you know, if the interests align, but basically like, yeah, I think there's a lot of, or not even creators, but, but, um, platforms to create from like, you know, we can start to, you know, I'm sure we can do a whole episode about soft, our favorite SaaS products available online. Um, a lot of free ones, a lot of cheap ones. There's a lot of great AI tools out there. A lot that are coming on to my radar, uh, you know, that can help your life either in business or personal or both. Um, and can help you create digital products too. There's a lot of great stuff that's being uh, developed in this world right now. So in addition to the stuff we want to create, I think I also would love to just highlight some of those stuff too. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. It's like infinite content we're going to be able to put out here. All within this digital product world, this digital world. Yeah. Products in this digital world. I just did air quotes around products. And I... I think one more uh, quick thing, topics we want to touch on, which I think listeners might find interesting, mm -hmm. is maybe like going verticals, so digital products for X. And here's how we would launch that and the strategies we would use. And and we may not even be experts in that field, but I think it would be interesting to just hear the ideas, like how you would do that and how you would launch that thing. It's like a live brainstorming. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, Matt, I think... That's the episode for now. Certainly touched on a lot of fun and a lot of good things around digital products. Um, do you have any parting thoughts? Um, yeah, be creative, fulfill your passion, make a bunch of money, and use movies, magical movies. user interfaces. On that note, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.